This podcast tells the stories behind the craft breweries across the country. I'm Erica. Matt. And sound guy Ryan. And you're listening to an episode of Brewers. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Brewers during quarantine. Quarantine. Oh, is it almost over? I actually, Never. Matt, the light looks like it's at the end of the tunnel. We can see it. We almost have it. Breweries are starting to open back up. Um, I keep getting a whole bunch of pictures um, from New Hampshire and um, some in Massachusetts, which is nice. So we just need to keep pushing and we'll we'll get there. We will. Um, As many of you probably noticed last week, we did not do an episode. Um, I think the reason is pretty obvious, but... um, we decided to, as a team, to not do an episode to allow other voices to be heard with the situation going on in, in the country with uh, racism and um, e- equality. Uh, there's a huge issue, and I'm not saying by us not doing a podcast solve those issues. They still need to be fought, um, but I think that pause allowed us to be a little bit more educated on the matter. Um, and set us up to be better podcasters and kind of learn about a lot of awesome breweries out there that we haven't highlighted um, yet and making those a priority to highlight, I think, in the future. Um, so I'm glad that we took that week off, but I'm excited to be back and um, and try to be the best we can be in any facet that we do. But... Um, it was good to just be educated. And I think I, when I say that, I speak for all of us. I think we learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, I was going to take that break and kind of really focus on what's going on in the United States right now. Yep. So, yeah. Um, well said. Now we're back. Yeah. Um, I do want to say thank you for listening to Gilded Skull. Uh, we got a lot of great feedback. and Definitely. Um, everyone loved the episode that we've talked to. So if you haven't yet listened to it, definitely go back and listen to it and hear what Neil has to say. And yeah. this week, we're talking to Copper Pig, oh, all yeah. the way up in Lancaster. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. That's for damn sure. And uh, they're probably open now because they have food. Mm-hmm. And I think they have like a small outdoor area as well. I'm not really 100% sure what New Hampshire is doing right now, so definitely double check that. Yep. But um, if you're ever in the area, they have great food. They have a really cool location. Um so I highly recommend checking it out. Obviously, their beer is great, too. So, so yeah, Copper Pig is going to be open Thursday through Sunday. Um, they have outdoor seating. Um, and the indoor seating, they say, is going to be available on the 18th. Okay, cool. Um, and they still do well done, offer Ryan. takeout and curbside. And they also have growler fills. Um, and I think so you can you also go. refill your own growlers, too, if you already have some from them. I really dug that area of New Hampshire. Um we got the chance to make it up that way. It's beautiful during this time, um, and it's beautiful, obviously, during the winter. But um, there's a lot of great breweries around there. You're just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Schilling and other great breweries. So definitely enjoy that area um, because it's a good beer scene. Um, but there's lots of cool beer news going on right now. Um, our friends, the Mass Brew Bros., just released um their article their blog and i think they do this yearly um of the biggest and fastest growing breweries in 2019 if you guys were to guess who would you say is number uno well like does sam adams count 
So, um, Erica. I don't think they do in this case. So, Erica, it's very interesting right? that you asked that. I feel like I would think they would be number one. Yeah. Uh, so, Samuel Adams is actually not listed on their charts at the largest local brewery because it brews hmm. less than 1% of its beer in Boston. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. So, they actually brew the rest of their beer. So, 99% of their beer is brewed in Pennsylvania and Ohio. Oh, fun facts. I visited the Ohio plant. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's massive. It's it's literally a couple blocks long. Jesus. Yeah. If you know <laughs> I believe like, it. If I you know it. like where Jack's Abbey is, you know how it's in that like mills building? Yeah. yeah. You know how that looks like it extends for miles and miles? <laughs> but it's really just like that one corner. Sam Adams actually Sam does Adams extend actually, for miles. Sam Adams actually, yeah. <laughs> and it's in a mill building like that. Now, I haven't seen the Pennsylvania one, but... Um, so actually, Sam Adams is not number one. Our friends over at Harpoon... Um, who do indeed brew um, a portion of the beer outside of Massachusetts are the largest brewery in Massachusetts. Fascinating. Um, I'll give you the top. I'll give you uh, the top five, but I encourage you guys to go out to read that article at massbrewbrewers dot com, um, and we'll give the link below. But Massachusetts, Jack's Abbey, Treehouse. Um, huh. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. I don't think any of those are really a big surprise. No, no. I, you know, I always think like Wachusett is smaller than it actually is, which is, I think, a feather in their cap. I think because you still think it's very local, very homegrown, and it is. And they've they definitely focus that. on their local yeah. area. So, yeah. Cool. Um, what have you guys been drinking, though, during these um, quarantine times? I've been drinking the new Faces beer. Which oh, has you been got some. Super tasty. That's awesome. Yeah. What'd you get? How'd you get some, Ryan? Uh, the beer fairy. Yes. <laughs> um, I had the coffee Ferrari, um, which was a blonde stout, and then nice. I also had their uh, blonde ale, which was no the cream ale. Was it a cream ale? Cream ale. Yeah, cream yeah. ale. Cream That's ale. what it was. Cool. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yeah. And uh, awesome. The beer fairy, aka me, this week. <laughs> um, I got to go to their Malden site um, and stand in line to get their beer. And I saw <laughs> Ed, cool. um, and it was awesome. It was just their their place inside is absolutely beautiful. Um, I've seen pictures. It looks gorgeous. I am so excited for them, and I'm so excited to go there and try it out. Uh, rumor has it they're going to be trying to do brunch in a couple of weekends um, yeah. at their outdoor patio area. That rumor has it can fit almost a hundred people safely, what? safely. Which that's pretty is amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for more news. We'll share that when we find out the real details. But those are just rumors right now, not facts. Um, but other news, I mean, it seems like Massachusetts is moving in the direction of breweries opening. Uh, there's a little bit of fine print that I know some of our friends that don't have a commercial kitchen are trying to figure out. Um, yeah, some real push it back going on right now, which is pretty frustrating for the beer industry. Yep. So stay tuned. Hopefully this will, you know... I don't know, turn some wheels or whatever, and things will change, but uh, remains to be seen. does. It does. Yeah, I guess what would confuse me is, like, just because you have a kitchen, you know, most people aren't going there for the food. They're going there to drink some pints, right? Which is a thing, right? So you can yeah. have a customer, even though you sell beer or food, they won't buy any of your food. They're just going to drink your beer. Exactly. So it's like, what's the difference than exactly. going to a brewery that doesn't have food? Yep. All right. Yep. Fortunately for Brado, you guys serve phenomenal food. 
Oh, yeah. And Phenomenal Beer. And you guys just finished your outdoor patio, correct? Yeah, just in time. Just in the nick of time. Yeah. And also so. speaking of Brado, the new Shirts on Tap shirt is Brado yeah, this upcoming this month. month which is looks so badass. Yeah. It's awesome. So if you yeah. got it, kudos. You guys rock. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool design. It is. Too. Yeah, I'm excited. So not much more. I think we kind of hit all the talking points that we wanted to this week. Um, Nailed it. So if you are able to make your way up to the Copper Pig, let them know that we sent you because they're awesome people. And I really enjoyed this article, this, <laughs> this article, <laughs> this, this interview. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. It was certainly an early one. It and was. Was this the first one of the day? This was the first one of the day. Yeah. yeah. And there was, uh, it was raining. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it, it was, was like pouring. snowy, actually. It was, it was kind of snowy. And yeah, um, it was both. It, it was, was slushy. Weird. It was gross. It was just like a really gross day. This was in the morning. Right before Corona really hit. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of unknowns in doing this. This was our last recording day. Yes. <gasps> oh, the memories. Oh, yeah. And after this one, there's only one more brewery from that trip. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It means that we, Who need we to... have after that. <laughs> it just means that we have to go out there and maybe do some interviews at a social distance if we can. Yeah. Or I can't wait to do an in person interview. You, I Meh. cannot tell you how excited. Overrated. Oh, please. You just uh, don't want to drive. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan and Erica, I think we should go to the episode. What do you think? Without yeah. further ado. I think we should hear a word from our sponsors first. Ooh. Agreed. All right, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. You looking to get into a new hobby? Oh, yeah. Sure thing. Well, Erica, where can we do that? Go down to Beer and Wine Hobby. Ooh. And what can we get there? Everything you need to start your homebrew journey. And we'll help you along that journey by using our promo code BREWROOTS to get 10% off your next order. Visit beer-wine.com to start your homebrew journey today. Well, we are here in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, which... I do say it's beautiful. It is, but I'm sure in the springtime and the summertime, it is maybe a little gorgeous. Nicer. Yeah, <laughs> um, we drove through the mountains, and it's always awesome just to see nature. Nature that we don't get to see all the time living in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, so we've had an early morning, and we're here uh, at the Copper Pig Brewery in Lancaster, New Hampshire, and we're here with Michael and Kara. Woo-hoo. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Thanks for making the trip up early. I know no problem. 
it's early. It's good to do it early. Yeah. Um, so we start every podcast just by introducing our guests by asking them um, their first memory of beer. So. Yep. Yeah, so. And your roles here. And your roles here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my first memory of beer has to be probably a Harpoon Winter Warmer back Ooh. many years ago. Okay. Um, as my first step into craft beer from uh, down and living in Jersey and then thinking exotic it was coming from Vermont as well. So, uh, <laughs> And then my role here is I'm one of the owners in the brewer, um, wear many hats, you know, chef as well. And that's how I got started into this with my business partner, Daryl, you know, my love for food and beer. Excellent. Very cool. Yeah. So man, this sounds really bad because we own a brewery. My first experience with beer was pretty much right before we opened the brewery. Okay. My boyfriend, Daryl, says, all right, you're going to have to start trying beer. <laughs> <laughs> we got a brewery now. Yeah, yeah. So we were down in Florida, and we went to a brewery down there and got a flight and tried some, and some I like, some I don't. Um, so that's where I, I started with it. Yeah, cool. Um, my role here is I'm an assistant brewer, um, kind of a manager position where I do scheduling, that type of stuff, but I also waitress, bartend, a lot of everything. A little of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We hear that quite often. Yeah. Um, what was life before Copper Pig for, for you guys? What did you guys do? And how did you and I'm interested in how you and Daryl converged your paths as well. So if you want to talk about that. Yeah, that was um, we both used to work at the uh, Weeks Medical Center Hospital. Um, I was the chef up there. Uh, previously to that, I was the chef at the Clamshell Restaurant in Littleton. So I've always had you know food background. Uh, and then meeting Daryl uh, in the cafeteria, just talking about, you know, just food and beer. And we became friends. Um, we got a one of those kits, the extract. We add water hops and, you know, boil it and that's it. And uh, it was pretty dismal at best. But um, so we figured there had to be something better to that. We moved to uh, my kitchen over in Gilhall, Vermont. And we started playing around with like some of the steeping grains and then moving to you know, all grain as a chef, I'm like, there's just got to be a better way. And then so by just really keep trying and playing around and then entering, you know, homebrew competitions, taking the feedback, still learning more about, you know, the qualities of water and different minerals and how they all play a part. Then we, um, after we felt pretty comfortable with all that, we started having parties and we put six beer taps in my kitchen. Nice. <laughs> um, everybody really liked that and said, you should do this for a living. Well, after six years of you shoot this for a living, Daryl and I brainstorming on the back of my deck drinking beer. Yep. We're like, maybe we should do this for a living. So we proceeded to there and about a, almost a year or so build out. We uh, tried to convert my barn over in Gilhall, Vermont first, but with the Act 250 land use and turns out my house was deemed historic back in 76. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, no you know, changes to the barn or anything like that. And the town wasn't that receptive. Uh, neighbors were thinking of people dying and puking like it was going to be some Wild West saloon. <laughs> um, and animal, then, animal house. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which, you know, normally isn't the case here, especially. We have, you know, wide range here. We have kids and adults and older people that don't even really know they like beer. Um, we're known, you know, quite a bit for our food as well. Uh, you know, don't really stay within the parameters of normal um, Just beer. Just brewery. Food. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, um, it's not your pub fair. No, it's no. Like yet. last week, we had like a tuna poke bowl and stuff. Ooh, and, nice. yeah. So, and then just keep playing around with the beer styles that we like. Uh, you know, and from Daryl and I um, touring a lot of other breweries, we found out what parts we liked, what we didn't yeah. like, and came yeah. upon this space, which worked out great for us. 
Excellent. Kara, what about yourself? So I also worked at Weeks Medical Center, (laughs) something with healthcare and beer, apparently. Um, I worked in the cardiology department for 10 years. And then once we opened this, I was kind of doing both. And this seemed a little more funner. (laughs) So I came down here full time last June. Cool. Nice. Congrats. Uh, Yeah, definitely a much more fun, relaxed atmosphere than the hospital. Oh, sure. Uh, The Copper Pig, uh, how long has it been open for? Uh, April uh, 20th will be two years. Congratulations. Nice. So, thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. we're planning some uh, different things that weekend. We're going to do a lot of uh, like either a pig roast or do stuff right up on the grill, up on the patio. Yeah. We have live music and we'll do prizes and stuff that weekend. Yeah. But it's just amazing how quickly it's you know taken off. And in some aspects, you can't believe that it's two years already. And other times, it's only two years. So, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Where did the name come from? The uh, weather vane on the top of my barn. Okay. So they're really easy enough. Yeah. Really, <laughs> is that weather vane now in front of your? No. no luckily, we had a customer who had found one in their old barn. Nice. Uh, and then we took it to a uh, shop teacher that I know uh, who actually, as a project, converted that into a sign for us. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So the original copper pig is still safe. No, he wasn't harmed, and he's still flying <laughs> on the barn. Awesome. Awesome. Was there ever? A, it was. Was this always the first name you wanted, or what was the original name, or? Uh, pretty much it was the first one because even back before we even thought of doing this professionally, we had some you know, glassware and stuff and cool. Copper Pig Farm or whatever we did and because of the weather vane. So it's always been just a name there. Uh, we did think about changing it, though, when we came to New Hampshire, but found out that you'd have to then reapply for your TTB federal permit. Right. And at that point, you know, the government had done that shutdown, so they were backing up to over a year. Yes. So like, we'll, we'll keep the name. Yeah. Copper, Copper Pig sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good name. Um, when was the decision to, you know, do food at the level that you guys are doing food? I've seen the Yelp reviews. So we did a little bit of research. I mean, it seems like people are enjoying the food. Was that always the plan to do food and beer or was it? Um, it was definitely a plan to do food, not to the level that we're doing it now, um, especially given the size of our kitchen. Uh, with the you know the staff that we have in there originally it was you know myself and this other guy and part time so I was trying to you know do both of those and the brewing while I was still at the uh, hospital. Jeez, oh, that so we you found, didn't sleep much. Yeah, no, right. we were averaging about ninety hours a week, and uh, cool. <laughs> quickly found that you know you couldn't sustain both. Um, we were selling almost out of every beer we made, and with no time in between to brew to back up. So. Um, we did that, but the food has just really been the thing. We get a lot of comments, people really looking forward to the specials that we do, as well as our normal beer menu. Cool. Uh, we and smoke. we even have a lot of people that come in just for the food. They yeah. don't, don't yeah. drink beer. Yeah. So. That's, a good, that's a good thing to yeah. capture exactly. that. Yeah. Uh, we try to keep it as local. You know, we, use, uh, we smoke all our own meats. Uh, you know, that's from, a, from pork out of a farm in New York through U.S. Foods. Uh, cool. We have the Polish Princess Bakery right in town, does all yeah. our bread products and pretzels and stuff. Excellent. Very nice. Uh, is there a theme to, is it mostly barbecue fair or is it, I know you said mentioned Poke Bowl, but is there a theme? with? Um, so, sort of along the barbecue lines, I guess, uh, some Tex-Mex, uh, you know, just really, quite, you know, whatever we kind of feel, though, we're, you know, we're not really pigeonholed to any yeah. one style uh like we're not an italian you know restaurant anything like that so it's you really have creative reign to to do 
whatever you want. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll do some specialties for customers. There's been a couple of customers asking for liver and onions. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that route or not. <laughs> <laughs> our, yeah, our regular yeah. menu is a lot of the pork that we do, yep. and then the specials seem to kind of go in another direction. Give yeah. The other Might other well options. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we cool. always make sure to keep some vegetarian type cool. stuff on yeah. the menu, too. Yeah. Nice. It's important these, this time. Exactly. Um, what do you, what do you bring on? What's your system here? Uh, it's a five barrel system from uh, Colorado Brew System. So cool. what's really neat though is it's actually two separate kettles, so we can mash and boil all in the same one. So yeah. a lot of days we can do two batches in one day, or we yeah. can do a double batch of something. So we have the five barrel fermenter, so we can put the double batches into one fermenter, and that's worked out really well for us. Yeah, it makes it a little faster. A little okay. faster, <laughs> just a little more flexibility as yeah. far if you want to try something new. You know, it's you can do you know a one batch, batch or, or two yeah. or two small batches on the yeah. same day versus you know two breaking out over two days. Right. Yeah. Very cool. And it looks like you have a pretty good variety of yeah. beers options. You have a lager, Irish red. Yeah, we try mm -hmm. to, you know, again, we don't go really IPA heavy, whereas yeah. a lot of places do. Right, right. Um, we do a lot of styles that Daryl and I really enjoy drinking, uh, as well as the customers well, too. The Ice Jam Lager is by far the most popular. Um, yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we like that. Really like that. <laughs> we do some, um, you know, self-distribution as well, and that's the most popular for restaurants to want to buy and have on tap. Yeah. Cool. Are you canning at all or just to restaurants? Uh, just restaurants cool. right now. We're not canning as we're so far in the basement. We've checked with a yeah. few uh, canning companies that would have to actually bring the equipment all the way down. Yeah, it's tough. So um, so maybe someday, you know, we look there. We're looking to expand you know, our walk-in cooler mm -hmm. right now so we can ramp up more production for more distribution. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a special beer for the Mountain View Grand this summer. Uh, at the end of August, we'll cool. be doing a beer pairing dinner with them. Nice. You you mentioned summertime. Um, this area does it kind of shut down during the winter months, or is it still busy because of the ski and? It still seems to stay pretty busy with the skiing, the snow machining, all that type of stuff. So there's a lot of traffic that comes through because a lot of the yeah. snow machiners head north up mm -hmm. towards Pittsburgh, Colbrook, that area. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. year round, pretty much. You know, yes. really a slow season. Yeah. Cool. No, we haven't found one really. I That's mean, good. you know, March a little s slower than usual. In between, I guess. Yeah. That's, right. That's yeah. everyone yeah. industry wide yeah. right yeah. now. So. Exactly. Especially right now, where you know the snowmobiling is still grid up north, but here it's uh, not so much. Other trails are pretty right. much decimated. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, so where do you get kind of your ideas for your beers? And I know you have like a PB and J peanut butter brown ale here, which is pretty cool. Like, where does that come from? That was actually a specialty. Uh, we've done a couple of collaborations for uh, Jay's Corner Restaurant over in Gorham, New Hampshire. Okay. Um, they were sitting around one night. They wanted this cornucopia pale ale, which we did last fall, which nice. had uh, apple, squash, sage, Oh, wow. And uh, no, noble hops, so that right, went, and right. that went over really well. And then uh, back in probably January or so, they approached us again. They're like, you know, for a play, it's our Patty Brown Ale, which we already have, is one of our staple beers. Yeah. And then so with peanut butter, so you have the PB there, and then yeah. Jay's Corner, so we kind of gotcha. thing together, and it really took off quite well. They had it on tap over there before we did, yeah. uh, and they were really surprised at how well. Um, I think the the bar manager over there was kind of confident in how his clientele, but the owner <laughs> right. was still kind of leery. <laughs> right. And right. now the owner's like, yeah, I guess more beer sells, you know, different types than we thought. And even yeah. I was surprised. You know, we had done a Cara Brew Winter Warmer, uh, named after Cara. Yeah. And um, oh, cool. that was surprising well too. You know, so you think the styles that you know are going to maybe not sell so well really do. People yeah. are a little more flexible in their taste buds than 
one might imagine for up here. And their reactions are funny because they're like, well, I'll taste it. it just, yeah. you know, and they're like, wow, this is really good. Right, so, right. Yeah. That's fun. The best part, though, is this isn't as bad as I thought it'd be. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm not sure that's a compliment. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, how many of your recipes that you have on rotation were old homebrew or, you know, competition Probably a majority of them, actually. I'd say cool. a good 80%, uh, you know, other than some of the PB&J, the Caribou, stuff like that. Some of the newer ones, uh, we play around with that. Um, luckily, you know, we've even the small batch, we get them, you know, right the first time. Uh, the IPA was the only one that had been really kind of like a thorn in my side, trying <laughs> to get it, you know, to where I really wanted. We'd get the flavors really good, but they might be a little too sharp. Um, wasn't you know soft enough, and then we get a little too soft, and just kept playing around with it. And I think just the sheer volume of hops uh, as a home brewer, you just don't get used to that. And yeah, yeah, it's a little different work on a larger scale. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. Kara, I'm, I'm really uh, impressed. In a year and a half being here, you're taking under like assistant brewing. What's mm-hmm. that journey been like for you? And and going from like never not, really never drinking really beer, drinking, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like where? How did I end up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually been very fun and very interesting. I mean, there's so much learning to it. It's such a science, and there's so much math, science, all of it included in the brewing process. So it's just, it's so much fun. And Mike's fun yeah. to work with. You know, we we have this thing we do on Wednesdays with a guess who sings a song, and I'm really really <laughs> bad. He knows them all. Yep, but yep. it's just been. We bring, you know, when people walk around the brewery and they go in there and they're like, wow, it actually takes this much to make yeah. the oh, beer. Yeah. We yeah. did. We there's did a collab so much, brew. We yeah. were, it's like crap. there's so yep. much cleaning. Wow, I didn't realize there's yeah. so much cleaning and sanitizing. Yeah. And so it's just, it's amazing to see, you know, how this really produces. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Yeah. It really is. That's really Are cool. you working on any recipes right now or is it something that's down the road for you? No, not me. <laughs> he's, just he's, happy to yeah, help. Just he's the one who's got the knowledge yeah. on the palate for it. Yeah, all. absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll get her there. I'm yeah. t- confident we'll have yeah. a few recipes uh, coming up. That Definitely. would be fun. It's, it's funny you mentioned music and, and doing that game. Is there a type of music or style of music that's always playing in the brew house when you're brewing or whatever you're feeling on that day? Classic rock is usually pretty much there, but uh, we have one station, too. We have a Sonos uh, radio system we use, so you can get stations from everywhere, other, yeah. you know, every kind of artist or whatever. Yeah. And we'll find this one station that plays a lot of your old classic oldies. And some of even those, I'm like, my parents might know this stuff, but I'm not sure I do. And, the uh, hard yeah. part with those stations is when the patios open during the summertime, like they'll put out a weather thing, like there's a tornado coming. Oh, and everyone's geez. like, what? And we're like, no, 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 this is out, you know, out west. You're like, okay. <laughs> Dorothy nice. might be in danger, exactly. but we are. Right, right. But the looks on people's faces is priceless. We're I like, can no, imagine. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your space is super cool. I yeah, love I that it's kind of like a almost like a secret hideaway, like down in the basement, the exposed walls. Speakeasy esque. Yeah, yeah, right. It's very cool. Um, was this an old a bank yeah, yeah. or something? It's an old bank. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Figured. Very cool. Yeah, it was an old bank that uh, we looked at. Um, and it was just actually just the basement because it was two banks at once, from what I was told, uh, Lancaster National Bank and then Saiwuganok, um, which is not even a bank anymore. Nice. Um, <laughs> neither is Lancaster National, so that right. shows. But uh, <laughs> so the building sat empty for quite some time. And then Greg Cloutier, um has Lancaster Development LLC. So he's made like his you know mission after semi-retirement to kind of bring back a lot of the vibrancy of Lancaster. Yeah. Um, it used to be, you know, a lot of car dealerships and snow machines and stuff when the mills were open. But once the three area mills closed, you know, literally thousands of people lost their job. Right. And they kind of just went into, you know, people moved away, declined, lack of jobs. 
So rather than just doing like, you know, buying up these buildings and doing, you know, jobs that people would just come nine to five, he's trying to make these condos like they do in other areas. (laughs) Yeah, not so much that. I don't think we're going to get that gentrified, but uh, he's trying to make it just where more people come as a destination spot. Kind of like a reason to be here. Right. Like kind of like you look at how vibrant Littleton has become now, you know, Mm -hmm. so same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And um, then we took like original. There we have an original vault here. We turned that into our cooler. Nice. The, the bar used to be the old um, teller station in the uh, banks. So we brought okay. that down, right. turned it into a bar. Yep. Brought the the bars down from where it was the old you know safety deposit boxes. Yeah. So we try to incorporate as much as we could with the old bank into yeah. it. That's cool. And I like your little like lounge area with the couches. We were going to do cozy. that interview there, but we want. There's like a heater. Yeah, blasting some really nice heat warm. in here, but. <laughs> So Sound thank us great. for not doing that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but can we talk about what a, you guys open every night or is it Thursday through Sunday? Thursday so, Sunday. yeah, Thursdays is like four to nine. Friday, we're now 12 to nine. Saturday, 12 to nine. Sunday, 12 cool. to six. So. Cool. And now is yeah. this both of your full time jobs now? Yes. Actually, it is. Congratulations. Yeah. I always find that awesome. So you're not working. Yeah, I'm sure l- you're still working like 90 hours. Yeah, but right. <laughs> not quite that many more, but it was, it was definitely a leap of faith after only six months leaving the hospital. Uh, but I was, you know, told Daryl that uh, there was just no way. Someone had to be here more. Exactly. Right? And there was just yeah. no way we were going to be able to maintain. I couldn't maintain yeah. the hours, nor the food and the beer and stuff. So now, you know, with two solid people in the kitchen that we employ, uh, we can really focus more on the beer aspect of it and the day-to-day operations. So it goes a lot better, smoother that way. It yeah. uh, gives us more chance to be more flexible, grow some more. Uh, like I said, some of the self-distribution. You know, We have five accounts right now uh, looking to post it up to possibly 10 in the next few months once we get this other walk-in cool. cooler built. I understand you worked in the food industry before at a restaurant and then at the cafeteria and in, in the hospital. and cardiology department no. what was what did daryl do prior to he's actually the um cio of okay. um, north country health okay. so he's always been like an it manager at weeks medical center and now he has that position yep. so he's um he does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff with us yeah. he sets up all of our music all that type of stuff that you can do from home and then he's down here usually friday nights but yeah. his other job keeps him pretty busy. okay so yeah, yeah. <laughs> my question is how do the three of you guys have a successful business not i mean i understand that you were in the in the in the industry but mm-hmm. it just did it happen overnight or what what was it um definitely not overnight i mean there's a lot of planning um our accountant you know really set us up with a great business model uh which you know is not as you know as aggressive as we possibly thought but just the um we were just overwhelmed our first year by the sales i mean we doubled our f- first year projections in our first <laughs> year that's awesome um yeah. and then we've you know surpassed that um back in october already for this year of what we did so it's just really growing um you know never underestimate the power of beer i guess and food too but <laughs> yeah. just the locals uh even though we get a lot of tourism the locals really support it yeah, that's great. um it's great to hear yeah. they love to be able to come down here they love that they can have their kids come down, have pretzel, you know, iced tea. Yeah. Uh, we have that, too. And then they can play Connect Four. So it's a totally safe <laughs> environment. Right. Uh, they love the couch area where their kids can just hang out and they don't have to worry about, you know, where they are. They know that they're that we're here also watching them as well. So now is it always uh, kid friendly even up until or do you stop at a certain point? No. 
That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. now we get kids-friendlier. Um, you know, some kids aren't as friendly as other kids, so we <laughs> prefer they're not there. But, right, uh, right, right. Some, uh, especially the younger ones, are finding their voice, which isn't always pleasant either. But <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, like, our tables are where you basically get stuck having to sit with other people that you do not right. know. Right, right. It's funny because we have some people that walk in and we're like, oh, this chair's there and there. And they're kind of like, well, we got to sit with someone else. And then they get talking. Yeah. And it's amazing. How I much, love seeing that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like all of a sudden these people just sit and talk for hours. Hours. And like everyone, so we do have some people who are like, are you going to get TVs? We're like, no, you know, yeah. it's not the environment that we have. And the other thing about here that amazes me is I look around when even when we're full or whatever, people aren't on their phones. They're all talking to each other and yeah. enjoying what yeah. they're doing. So it's, it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Very cool. So it sounds like the city of city or town of Lancaster. Town, uh, town, town, yeah. town, <laughs> town of Lancaster. It's all right. Uh, town of Lancaster is pretty supportive of what you guys are doing. Definitely. Um, yeah, they were very supportive, uh, you know, to go through the whole uh, licensing process. There were steps that we weren't aware of. And every time we thought we'd had everything, we'd go down to Concord and they're like, oh, no, you have to have this now and you have to have this. And so the uh, town manager was really uh, something they needed. Like one of the last pieces was this letter of approval that, you know, they didn't mind us opening and stuff. So he wrote that, you know, personally right there, stopped what he was doing, handed nice. that so I could go back to Concord to get, you know, the rest of the permitting application done and that's huge when yeah. the town is that helpful because oh, yeah. <laughs> we've heard horror stories we have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. we've heard breweries not even be able to open because of certain towns so. oh yeah. Really? Wow. yeah yeah terrible yeah. um we often talk about the sexy side of brewing and and what are were some struggles that you guys had in your first couple months that you guys have overcome uh, the, probably the biggest one was uh, back in February of 2018, the uh, Israel River outside here decided to come and take a visit, shortcut through the brewery. Oh, fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we had a, a warm-up on the uh, 21st where it went to 67 degrees, and all this feeds off of Mount Washington. Mm-hmm. So we had these metal panels, which we were fairly confident in, but uh, the ice was much stronger and uh, came right through the windows into the brewery. Oh, um, so that was a really, you know, low point. Uh, Cause we'd been hitting a lot of snags at that point. The, uh, we were delayed on opening for many other things. We didn't realize, you know, every time you turned around, there was another Something little else. hiccup. Yeah. Uh, you would think by now somebody would have written a, a book is this is what you need to open a brewery. There's gotta you know, be some somewhere. The cash aspect too, at that point was getting low. Uh, so we were really trying to get opened. And, uh, so once that happened, you know, it was really a low point for Daryl and I both, you know, really close to deciding to, yeah. you know, with all the stuff against us, we're like, maybe it's just not meant to do this. And, but we just kept persevering. And then, you know, the last part while we were standing like, you know, knee deep in ice water down here, <laughs> we were like, well, you know, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, life gives you ice, you make ice jam lager, you know, so we yeah, just kept there going. You go. and, there you go. <laughs> yep. So pray to the weather gods yeah. when you yes. open. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so clearly you guys have moved on from there. Um, you mentioned the cash flow. Is it something that you didn't know the amount of money that you needed or did you just run out of those those funds at at certain points? It was more the um, the build out. Uh, you know, you, you plan on a certain amount and, you know, guess, you know you're guesstimating. But then, you know, yeah. you find out that the state wants, you know, this upgrade or yeah. this upgrade or, the, you know, uh, so just your um, – bill that was much more the equipment was pretty much you know straightforward you knew what you were buying you could price that out you know shipping but then you know the electrician runs you know longer the carpenter you wanted to have to do this and then other things too you start doing it and uh, midway you're like 
well, we really didn't plan on this, but like, you know, the kitchen would be better if we oriented it this way or something. So then you have to rebuild that. And, uh, you know, I guess it's like, I've never built a home, but everybody says, you know, whatever you plan on, double it. And, right, you know, right. And, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I'm impressed with the space. I think it's cool. I mean, to take something that was never intended to be a brewery and then make it a brewery mm-hmm. and a restaurant is an impressive overcoming. It's almost like there's a lot of moving pieces and for them to all come into place, you have to take a moment and kind of just say, well, oh shit, I did it. Exactly. Have you been able with all the busy work to kind of just take a day or two to kind of appreciate what's going on? Or? It's funny that you mentioned that because last Saturday um, we were here and we were quite busy and people, it was probably about 20 after nine and people were showing no sign of oh, wanting geez. to leave anywhere. <laughs> and I was uh, over at um, one of the tables, you know, talking to guests and just looking around and, um, so this is really kind of surreal that in, you know, just under two years that we really have created this where, you know, it's just the food, the atmosphere, the, the people, uh, community. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it was just, you know, very humbling to see that, you know, the hard work has paid off and how much people really do appreciate it. Uh, and again, it's not just, you know, any one piece, it's the whole thing with, you know, all the staff, all the workings, yeah. um, you know, Daryl, myself, the contractors everybody just uh, pulled together and even after we had the mishap with the ice um you know greg the owner of the building and we got the uh local landscaping crew uh with leo ennis and they came in and we cleared all the ice out in 13 hours um then sanitized and got everything up and going again and the funny part with that though is the next morning the health inspector had called it was like not even seven in the morning and they're like, yeah, I'm going to want a reinspection. I'm like, well, I was Aww. expecting this phone call. It's just not quite this early. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He was having coffee, watched WMUR, and he's like, yeah, so. <laughs> what music was playing during the clean arms? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He probably remembers. Yeah, yeah. Sound of silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. So two years, what's next for you guys? I mean, it's hard to look out, but any expansion of the space or? Yeah, Daryl and I were just talking that we're looking right now. I um, have a thing in with the state to see about going to a brew pub so we can do cider and then serve wine. Uh, we don't get a lot of people asking for wine, but enough people that you know want the food but just don't really care for beer. They've tried a few, and we've got a few converts. And, uh, you know, yeah. especially the women, actually, it's surprising how much they go for the darker beers. So it, mm. it reminds them of their morning coffee, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> but uh, we have a, you know room back there for maybe another fermenter or two and maybe another bright tank. Um, you know, grow the distribution a little bit more. And then uh, Daryl really wants to do canning. He said he just thinks it like be a really cool goal for him to be able to go to a store and see like, you know, ice jam lager in a can. And yeah. so uh, we have a, a friend of mine who's a uh, uh, artist down in New York City. So she's going to work out a, like a little label logo for us and stuff. Cool. And cool. Very cool. I'm excited to see that for you guys. I can see a lot of passion in your eyes just talking about what you've done. I mean, to leave your job on a whim like that is I don't think something I'm brave enough to do. So I, every time someone tells me that they've left their job, I'm always very impressed and, and a little envious. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's a lot of hard work, but just, you know, Daryl and I just, you know, had this passion about it and stuff and just knew that, you know, failure wasn't an option. So we were going to do whatever it took. Cause even, you know, his schedule, uh, you know, throughout the build out and everything, you know, we were every weekend down here and then he was helping out, brew when he could during the week too to just get up and running and um you know for the first probably close to a year um you know never took a paycheck or anything like that um yeah 
So he still doesn't. Uh, yeah. he, still, <laughs> he comes out just to socialize with the customers right, and hang right, out. Right. It's all part of it. And, yeah. you know, we'll get him there eventually where yeah. he can leave and his CIO hat behind. And, <laughs> but, Very cool. Uh, I'm curious about the, the, the food menu. Do you guys do um, beer and food pairings or do you use your staff knowledgeable if someone says, oh, I'm getting X, what beer would go with that? Mike is actually very good at teaching us um, since he's he's so good at both aspects of it. And so we, we lean on him, too. He gives us great descriptions of the beer. Our staff's very good about understanding those and knowing those. And then so if there's usually any questions we're unable to answer, we grab Mike and he can come out and, and do it all. Yeah. Most of the staff, I think, though, can now, too, though, because mm-hmm. they've even broadened their beer horizons as far as what they normally would. Um, we had a few staff again that were like in the boat with Kara that didn't even drink yeah. beer prior to this, yeah. and now they're drinking styles. Uh, you know, they had the PB and J, and they're like, you know, if you'd asked me two years ago, they're like, there's no we way never tried it, right? Exactly. That I never <laughs> yeah. That's a cool, very that's, cool. That's a yeah. cool feeling. Yeah. Um, where do you get inspiration for your beers, and how do you do some research on styles that you might not have brewed before? Um, some of the the blogs that are out there, I listen to those. Um, there's, you know, other brewers that, cause the brewing community is really, um, surprisingly supportive. Uh, you would think that people would want to hoard their recipes or anything like that, but it's really not the case. Yeah, um, it's incredible, right? <laughs> it it is. is. And, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, you see people say, Hey, I'm short on hops. Does anybody have that? And, you know, within a few minutes, there's like several brewers are like, well, if you're in the area, I can get this to you. I can get that. Um, I know just at a meeting we had not too long ago, uh, Shillings was like, hey, you know, you helped us out if any in the future. If you need anything at all, let us know. Mm-hmm. So it's really great just to see the way people come together for that um, mm-hmm. to help each other out. And but as far as you know, the ideas, um, I'd like I'd like to try to find some more unique styles that are forgotten. You know, like there's a mm-hmm. Kentucky Common I'm looking at. Um, oh, cool. Some different uh, ways to do like saison. Like we're looking to do that. Maybe age that in a tequila barrel. Um, a customer just brought us Buffalo Trace, a bourbon barrel, and a rye. So we just made our uh, Irish red to go in the rye barrel. Nice. And we made our little piggy porter, which we're going to use uh, local maple syrup and chocolate to do that in the bourbon barrel. Very cool. Uh, I see a sour. Are you guys kettle souring? Yeah, yeah kettle, kettle souring. Okay. Just too uh, too hesitant yet to try any of the aging. Yeah. Not to mention the space is really at a tight. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, you hear a few horror stories oh, of, yeah. you know, infect the whole infect the, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not quite willing to go that route. Yeah. I know you don't get quite the depth of flavors that you would with kettle souring, but uh, it's just a nice way that makes it a little more refreshing, tart. Kara mm-hmm. uh, really loves the sours. That's my thing. Yeah. I, we don't see a lot of Kentucky Commons or even like Cream Ales, two of the only two beers that are home to the United States, from my understanding. Uh, where did you? Where have you recently had a Kentucky Common, or is it just something? I had a you, person actually bring me back one from Kentucky. Oh, cool! Oh, so nice. that was really good. <laughs> uh, and it is, like I said, an offshoot of a cream ale, which is kind of neat. And we do have yeah. a cream ale that we put on, which is quite popular. Um, was one of our first staple beers that we had was a Capone's cream ale, figured with the Vault Theory, and there you go. Um, yep. <laughs> and that went pretty good. The second time around, it went much better, but. With only eight taps, you know, you can only keep so many. People want to really keep looking for new stuff, but then they want stuff they can fall back on. So we balanced it with four staples and four rotationals right now. What are your four staples? Oh, I can see right there. The um, the double porter, Irish red, and the lager. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. Now, do those rotate with the season? Are you, You're not going to have Little Piggy in 80-degree weather, I'm guessing. We actually are. We tried Weird. that. We took it Love off. It. And the <laughs> it is not our best seller. It does move well. 
but the fans that love it are like rabid little pigs. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they look like revolting. So they don't care yeah. that it's July 4th and it's yeah. 90. They want their They'll piggy still quarter. Their porter. Holy yep. cow. That's yeah. awesome. Good for them. Good for love them. It. All right. So you already talked about some styles that you'd like to know more about. What about just the brewing process? Like what is what would be one thing that you would want to know more about? Uh, I think some of the um, science, I guess, yet of how certain minerals interact. I know that, you know, some of them, you know, give you more perceived mouthfeel and stuff. But then what points is there a tipping point? Um, at what way can you get a better balance with some of the minerals? So I still research some of that. Um, you know, pH, I know, has that effect. But then again, same thing is the window, how close to the 5-2, you know. So stuff like that I'm still playing around with. What about yourself? All of it. Oh, <laughs> I still got a long ways to go. What about uh, you and pink boots? Any uh, plans on that? What are pink boots? Pink boots? All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Erica. You want me to take it away? Take okay. it away. Well, pink boots is an organization for women in the beer industry. So I'm sure Vermont has a chapter. You should in look New into it. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Where do. are we again? New Hampshire. Thanks. You're close. To yeah, Vermont. yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. They have tons of scholarships that they give out to women. If nice. You just apply. So um, great way to learn more. Definitely have to look industry. into that. Yeah, 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 yeah it's fun. Yeah, I've seen a few collaborations over in Vermont. People doing yeah. stuff like that. 14 yeah. Star, a few others. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be something great for Cara to work and run with and go yeah, with and get a few others Definitely. in here and. That way I get to sit back, listen to music, and right. watch the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just quiz me on music. That's it. Right, right. <laughs> the other thing that we really, really, all of us are passionate about is giving back to our community. We try really hard to do th- different things to, to do that, and that's so important to all of us. We did a big one back for the uh, Fallen 7 motorcycles back last June, mm-hmm. and uh, so we did a pale, Jarhead Pale Ale. Uh, we got the blessing for the name from the motorcycle chapter, uh, we did a special one-off, and then all the net proceeds we donated back to that. So that went really well. The community came out, and we went through all nine, you know, kegs in just two weekends. Very and cool. Yeah. yeah, nice. That's a lot of drinking. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of drinking. Lot. Yeah. Awesome. We have uh, one we're doing right now. We're going to do a special release on uh, April 9th, um, and it's a light citrusy lager we did called Cancer Sucks. So back in November, uh, Copper Pig uh, donated this package where people could bid on for the hospice ball up at uh, Mountain View Grand. Mount Wash, actually. Oh, Mount Wash. Ah. My bad. <laughs> so, uh, and then we just, you know, the highest bid for that was um, a company, Shane Beatty's uh, Enterprise there. Um, and Kara probably was there, so she was no more about it. Yeah. So, um, what we did was we, did, we the year before we did like a, a little crate of growlers and a gift card. Yeah. So, we did that. So, this year we were like, we want to amp this up. We want to give back more to hospice. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did that. He All the money that they paid to get this um, went to hospice. So they got to choose the name. They had the option to come in and help brew with us if they were available. And then all the net proceeds to that beer will also go back to the home health and hospice That's great. in the area. So, yeah, so we're super excited yeah. about being able to do that one. That is really cool to be able to do that mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and give back. Sure. Cancer does suck. You're right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, a bumper sticker he had made when he was diagnosed. So he sold a lot of those. And good. Good. Nice. Good. Another question that I have is how are you guys being, um, what's the word, environmentally friendly? Uh, we do right. capture um, <laughs> most of the water as it goes through the chiller. We mm-hmm. recapture that. Um, the um, Greg Clear, the owner of the building and stuff, has. Um, 
water uh, hydro sites, and there's one over in Gilman, which has a lot of these stainless tanks. So we were able to get a few of those. And then uh, same thing, we went through Colorado Brew System. Um, they got us these heating elements, so we converted it into a hot liquor tank and then another one for our uh, distilled water. So we were able to recapture that. Uh, we do make sure that, you know, when we do mix any chemicals, we make it at the minimum dilution. Um, and most of that we dilute again before we even go down the drain. Uh, so we, you know, had that checked because that was a big thing with the state. Wanted to know the concentration levels and stuff. Because I know with, uh, like over in Burlington and stuff, some of these bigger brew communities, um, the bio demand has been really high on the uh, system. So sure. here, with, you know, uh, the system of uh, Lancaster, I'm sure we're pretty minor for what we do. And, uh, but we, you know, they were definitely aware of that. And uh, we haven't done anything solar yet. You know, with the roof there, it's, you know, a possibility. But, uh, you know, we, we try to be as much that way. And, you know, we don't chase every kernel of grain down with the hose. We try to, you know, <laughs> use minimize that. But What do you uh, do with your spent grain? There is a farm that uh, takes all that, and the animals Excellent. love cool. it. Uh, she, uh, when we home brewed, they... Uh, the same farm, I would bring a little bit, and it was this old horse, and the old horse is still alive. Oh, nice. So the old horse was the first one to smell it and come <laughs> running. Um, yeah, and yeah. now all the animals, they say, every time they have the barrels in the back of the pickup truck, they say, all the animals come running from yeah, wherever yeah. they are. And That's awesome. That's that fun. You need to take a video of that. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's in your fridge at home, beer-wise? Uh, Lord, we had to get two fridges so that <laughs> Daryl has his own of beer course. fridge. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, a mix of everything. He's a big tree treehouse fan, Trillium yeah. fan, and all over in Vermont. Everything we had just gone over to Burlington not too long ago and yeah. uh, stocked right back up again. Mm-hmm. Went down nice. to Gloucester, stocked <laughs> back up again. So yeah, I got to the point where I couldn't even put vegetables in our refrigerator. Oh, Good, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I too have a second fridge just for yep. beers. Yep. Um, right on, a, right now I'm running on a big pale ale kick. Uh, I just all had right. a night shifts uh, whirlpool, which I found yes. really delightful. Whirlpool's um, really yeah. good. It's so funny people sure. up here getting nature yeah. for the first time it's like oh we've, we've had that we've so had long. that <laughs> I'm glad people are getting but that's cool yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah try to explore as many new brews we can too so many pop up um mm-hmm. the downside though is that you know they have the same hours pretty much as we do so yeah, right. when i'm off monday or a tuesday mm-hmm. everybody else is off monday yeah. or a tuesday yeah um but we'll get there eventually you know and as we grow you know we'll take more you know a little time here and there on weekends and stuff off which is good and yep but most times I'm doing that for a specific reason, not just to go beer cruising. But. <laughs> right, right. Uh, if you were able to describe this area of New Hampshire's beer scene, how, how would you describe it? Young. Uh, um, yeah. Definitely people are getting there. Uh, they come from other places that have a great beer scene. Um, there is, you know, started out, you have Shillings, Reckless, Iron Furnace, Coas, uh, Us. And then there is another one in planning right now for uh, Groveton. Um, and there's talks of one over in Gorham. Um, I know there's a place over there, Old Depot, and some people from Florida were looking to get somebody partnered with uh, here as a, like a brew master or manager um, so that they wouldn't have to leave Florida. They just want to put all the money up. <laughs> right. Which, right. you know, I don't know if that's the greatest business model, but if it works for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it works. It's, it's funny it. to think that we have, you know, right now, presently five breweries north of the notch yeah. because i mean you want to go clothes shopping you're you're heading south you, yeah. you don't even get to do that up here so it's yeah. pretty cool to have at least five up here right now yeah nice that's huge and like i you know had mentioned earlier too it's just some of the styles though that people are drinking uh you know we just tapped last night a, uh, a rye pale ale 
which again is, you know, has a little spicy notes, but people really like that. Uh, so some of the stuff that we were like hesitant on how well it would be received actually takes off really quite well. Yeah. yeah. Because we do get the what's the closest to a Bud Light you have. We yeah. get that a lot. And then we convert them up the, up yeah. the ladder on them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, for sure. Guilty pleasure beard that you guys have? Um, I always go for a good IPA. I just love those tropical notes. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, Schilling's Comb Over or uh, Second yeah. Fiddle. But I always like to fall back on those. Cool. Those, those are almost always in my fridge at home. And um, But then like I said, you know, it's hard to get, you know, browns but like over portland way i love you know foundations uh burnside brown yeah that's a great one mine's definitely the sours yeah, yeah. so i try to squeeze a couple in between daryl's ipas because he's a huge ipa guy <laughs> cool. So. cool awesome i guess the most important question is where are you guys located so our listeners can come and visit you guys we are in one middle street uh in lancaster uh it's the old brick bank building right along the israel river uh, and we do have, like I said, our uh, beer is at the uh, Freehouse uh, Eatery down in uh, Littleton, uh, Mountain View Grand. Uh, we even have uh, stuff on um, Reckless. Uh, we were, they were buying stuff from us just to help through their transition to their new system. Cool. Um, and then we have where else? Uh, Salt Pub Bistro, Jay's Corner. Uh, and then to, as of today, we will be on tap at uh, Scorpio's right in town as well. So awesome. that'll be nice. And uh, social media so people can keep up to date with what's going on here. We're on Facebook. We definitely keep everything up there, all our specials. We constantly are putting out what's on tap, all that type of stuff. We have music coming up. So that's a big one is the, the Facebook. Yeah. So make sure you guys stop up the Copper Pig. This area is growing immensely with awesome breweries. And yeah. We're just starting here today. So it's Woo-hoo. we're very excited to go. <laughs> explore all of them um and make sure you stop here at the copper pig to get some For awesome sure. food and i can't wait to try some of your beer um and until next time oh actually yeah i was about the, to say oh God, you're I rushing gosh <laughs> we always like to end with as matt has forgotten um what are you most proud of i'd have to say probably just the whole brewery in general um you know looking back like i said you know as of only last week and so in two short years uh you know granted it was almost three now with the build out but just to see that it, you know really exceeded what daryl and i um envisioned um you know we'd always thought this but you know we thought it'd be more of a a 10-year plan to this point not just under two um but again just the whole thing with the the town and the community and the uh the just people's passion as well as daryl myself and the staff yeah i definitely would say um our staff is just amazing. The dedication and everything that they put into this is just, you know, as much love for it as we have. Um, definitely our customers, our community has just been amazing. And then Daryl and Mike are fantastic. I mean, without them, obviously, we wouldn't be here. Right. So we're very, very, very lucky to have them. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing your story with us. Indeed. Uh, Thank you. We'll, <laughs> we'll catch up with you guys down the road. Sounds, Sounds good. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Thank you, guys. If you made it through that episode to our outro, which we know some of you do based upon our analytics. Thank you. Um, you know how you can support us even more? By liking, subscribing, and give us a review. Yeah. It yeah. Lo- we love it when we get a review because it makes Ryan all tingly inside. Aww. And we love when Ryan feels all tingly inside. 
And I know you all have the time right now because we're all at home. Exactly. So please take what else you guys the have one minute that it takes to write a review for us because we do want to know what you guys think and if we can make anything better or if you like what you're hearing so we can keep doing what we're doing. Absolutely. Uh, we got a really great episode for you next week and uh, we're in the midst of planning it so we don't want to s- reveal too much information. It's still a secret. It's still a secret. Ryan doesn't even know about it. That's how much of a secret it is. <gasps> okay. <laughs> um, but we hope to uh, get you guys next week. And uh, until then, drink some awesome beer and drink local. And uh, cheers. 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 cheers.